Well, happy Friday. Molly, you're on the intro. You've always been on the intro. Yes. Well, well, there was a short little period was that I wasn't moment. on there, but I was good because you always said my name. I, did. I tried to. I made it happen. Oh, I Gage. Gage, you rock. What would we do without you? I appreciate you, Gage. The world needs to hear my name. It surely does. It surely does. Well, we are so happy to be with you this Friday morning on Off the Shelf. Uh, we have some extra special guests in the studio with so us excited. this morning. We have Miss Ali Solove and Liz Charbonneau with the Delaware County Board of Elections. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> We've got an exciting um, election coming up sooner than you might expect. We're used to the May and November elections, but we've got one in August this year. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. a little bit on the second half of the show about what you need to know about some registration dates for that election um, and maybe how you can help out. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that the second half of the show. But right now we're going to talk about books. Book time. Book time. Book time. Molly, have you been reading anything? Oh, of course, I've been Listening to something. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> Let me slide that in there. It counts, by the it way. It counts. Yes. When you have a 30-minute commute every day, or both ways every day, yeah. it's an easy way to get your reading in. I think it's a better um, experience overall. It can be, especially if you're reading something. I love books that are like out of the country or in a different community oh, yeah. that I live that has like an urban speak or a dialect I'm not used to because... I'm not going to read in like, that, that sound. Accent. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not going to get that word right either. I do that, that I do that too. I do that like if I if I am reading a book and I've forgotten that a character is yeah. British and then I hop over to the audiobook, I'm like, "Oh, right." <laughs> yeah. Context too, just the fluency of sort of where they pause in their speech and things really helps. Yeah. So, now none of that of course counts in this book. I read another kids book. Okay. So, we had um if you listened last week, we had my niece Adeline on last week and months and months and months ago it just happened this one finally came up for me she had suggested a book she liked in school and the kid loves manga and doesn't oh, right. read outside of it that often yeah and this was a chapter book so i was like if this kid liked this book i'm reading it and it was fantastic it's a book called piecing me together by renee watson and this is the story of a um young black girl who is living in a city and she has gotten a scholarship. She's very bright. She's artistically talented. And she has gotten a scholarship to sort of a private school. Um, in that school, while she's there, she experiences a lot of different things. But she's one of the only black kids that are there. So she always feels different. She always feels sort of on the outside. And, you know, this sort of gets into some of those subtle ways that we treat people differently. So she gets introduced into a mentoring program that of course is all black kids with black women. And it was one-on-one and she gets a mentor who is late and doesn't show up for the first event where everybody else is paired with a mentor who takes time to get in and whose life just seems to be overwhelming her. But the mentor keeps trying. This story is a growth of our main protagonist Um, Jade, this is a story of her mentor. This is a story of her mentor comes from a wealthy black family. She comes from a poor black family. You know, the school, the misperceptions that people have about her and her life living in a rougher part of the city. It's just this sort of full circle of what it means to be a kid and some of the confusion we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. Um, Jade is just this lovely kid. She's not perfect. And I love it when you write a character who's not perfect. But she puts all of her feelings down. She doesn't give people a second chance. If you mess up with her, she's kind of done with you. 
And this is the story of her learning to give second chances and people learning to give her one and also to find her own voice. When something happens, instead of keeping it inside, asking for help, asking for change. It's a beautiful book. Um, it seems like she has to learn about second chances right off the bat with that mentor being late. right off the bat. <laughs> and it goes back and forth, too, because she'll give the mentor a little bit more of a chance and the mentor lets her down again. And then her mom doesn't trust the mentor. And then, you know, the story just really gets in there. Everybody's growing. And you're really getting to hear she does a lot of collage art and talking about art in different aspects and art in different areas. It it just really is. a It's a really nice read. It was sort of that uplifting you know made me think made me go okay this is a you know this is an experience that you're seeing from so many different levels am I always looking at my life that way I see the pun in the title now too you said she does collage art and piecing me together and the cover is really cute because it is collaged so it's really a nice one again that's Renee Watson piecing me together um, I highly suggest it's a great audio read, would be a really good um, read in a ride to vacation. Nice. So if you're looking for a car trip book with your kids, this is a really nice one. Um, yeah, you'll just really enjoy it. Very good. Very good. And you said like middle school age. Middle school age. Okay. Yeah. Fifth, sixth. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Though but, Addie, if she read it last year, read it as a freshman. Well, so, anybody can But read don't forget, book, yeah. I believe that as adults, you should not stop reading children's books. Yeah. They are just well-written books, and they take you back to your childhood. It's driving me nuts that historical fiction now is in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. The 80s and the 90s are not historical fiction. It's my childhood. I'm not that old yet. <laughs> Mm, it's still history. Uh, yesterday is history. Yesterday is history. It's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One day we'll be talking about the smoky skies. I you know. know that's going to show up in a book about Columbus, Ohio, that some kid today is writing about their summer. The smoky <laughs> skies from it's Canada. Coming. Yes. <laughs> well, Liz, you mentioned that you are an avid reader. I am. Yes. And I am with Molly. I prefer the audio books. Uh-huh. And yes. I use the Libby app. And what I love about Libby is you can try things Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't normally just go out and buy. So I do also do what you do where I like, I love children's books. I love young adult novels Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. can just sample them. So I love that right now. I am also into psychological thrillers. Oh (laughs) my God. Every one of them and I read (laughs) every one of them. My latest, um, that I got on the Libby app, I've been waiting forever, is <laughs> Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. That is Feeney. so on my list. She has also written Daisy Darker, which I think yes. you would like especially. I'll have to keep that. That, that kind of that I, same thing. So, I'm trying to remember one of Alice Feeney's. I remember reading it and being like, whoa, what just happened? Oh, she writes some really good stuff. fabulous author. So give, give us like a premise, because I am not familiar with Alice well, Feeney. So what does, yeah. She, does really intense psychological thrillers. The current one I just started, I already am sad it's going to end. Aww. And I'm only maybe two hours into it. Yeah. Um, it's a domestic thriller. It's written in um, a, hus- a he said, she said, oh, okay. back and forth. Mm-hmm. So you hear the wife and then the husband. So nice. I just um, clicked which one of hers I had read. If anybody's read Sometimes I Lie, this is who she's oh, talking about. Yes. And that was one of my favorite books. Oh, I made a book club do it here. I had a, a staff member <laughs> oh, who's I, like, yeah. Molly, do you have one that'll be a really good discussion and people will love and hate? And I was like, Sometimes I Lie. You have to do it. Sometimes I Lie. I'm forcing you. You have to do it now. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, she's wonderful. Awesome. So that's Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney or anything by Alice Feeney. Yes, mm-hmm. anything. Awesome. 
My book this morning, um, I usually try and save, this is my personal book club's book. Nicole. What? She didn't talk about the book yet. We what? just talked about the author. No, we, no, talked, we talked I did. about Rock D- Okay, okay. I was like, no, we talked about Rock Okay, Papers. Molly needs more coffee. Let's all just officially. <laughs> Get somebody. We're at the WDLR studio. Molly Bring needs coffee. Molly coffee, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're talking about um, cultish, the language of fanaticism. My mom my, loves this book. In my personal book club. It is by Amanda Montel. It is a nonfiction book. I am listening to it. It's an eight-hour book, and it is... Uh, very, very interesting. I love it a lot. I will say she begins the book a little bit academic. Like a, it's, it feels like it's steeped in a little bit of academia the way that she writes because do you know the style of writing and speech writing especially where it's the tell them what you're going to tell them and then tell them kind of thing? Yeah. That's what her intro in part one of the entire book is. It's like the intro is here's everything that you're going to lo- learn in this book. Part one is here's the definitions of the word cult and how mm-hmm. it can be construed in all the different ways. And in part one, you'll learn this. And in part five, you'll learn this. And I was kind of <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. Let's go. Tell me the stories. And so she would. So it took a minute. Um, and then and then we get into. So part one, we talk about, you know, and I. OK, so let me also give the definition of cult because I see where mm-hmm. she's coming from. So <laughs> cult, As you try to describe as this. As I try to describe it. Right. So uh, a cult is, you know, anything that there are lots of things that people qualify as like there's usually a buy in. There's usually some sort of form of deception. There's usually an us versus them kind of mindset. There's usually um, some sort of power, like hierarchy, where the leader has the knowledge and everyone else has to know that the leader has the knowledge and go to the leader for that knowledge. There also is usually not an out. So those are like some of the things that like really make it a cult. And so you have your, what I will put in air quotes, traditional cults, yes, <laughs> which are the things like um, the People's Temple, Jonestown, mm-hmm. different things like that. Um, Synanon is another one that they talk about um, in this in this particular book. So that's part one is your traditional cults. They do go into a little bit of, you know, they don't really go. It's not a it's not a historical fiction. And the fact that you're going to like learn about what happened in Jonestown, you can do that in any other book that's written about that. But it was about what made it effective. Why was Jim Jones like a leader of this and what made it effective? Then we go into part two. And we learn a little bit about um, religions that maybe are a little kind of culty in the way that they mm-hmm. have people like you can't really leave it. And then you go into um, some more modern day. And this is where she uses the title of the book cult-ish kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like it's not cult exactly, but it's cult linear. So multi-level marketing, um, workout studios, mm-hmm. um, different things along those lines. And so that's how she d- divides it into each of the parts of the book. And what it all comes down to, I'll give you the big secret, is language. Because language mm-hmm. is manipulated in every sense of these different cults. It's the affirmations that you say to yourself. It's the words that the leaders say to um, keep the other people subordinate. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the manipulation of language. So that's the big clue. So do cats run a cult where they're controlling us? Well... I mean, really, this is the thing that I need to ask because I think my cat's in charge and I lost control a long time ago. Uh 
and I may need you to evaluate my experience right now. If they have and a, I need 50 more cats. And if they have a way to keep you subordinate, <laughs> then you're probably in a cult. And I want 50 more. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm no, definitely there. Yeah. There's no out. Yes. Are you, Molly, there is are no you out. Able to escape. Blink no, if you need I out. can't leave her. I can't leave her. Okay. And when she does, she rips the fur out of her arms. Well, there's might, guilt. Might be there's guilt. <laughs> well, that is cultish. And um, I would definitely recommend it. You can get it on the Libby app. You can also get it in the mm-hmm. book form at your local library. So we will take a break. We've got a lot to talk about in the second half with Ali Solove and Liz Charbonneau with the Delaware County Board of Elections. Stay tuned. Yeah, I think we're out of that uh, that dangerous weather time, but it's still a little hazy out there. It is still a little hazy out there. Well, it's a good time to sit inside and read a book or oh, yes. learn about some things happening at the Delaware County Board of Elections. I am excited about this. All over the state of Ohio, frankly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so in the studio with us today, we have Ali Solove, who is a supervisor of poll workers at the Board of Elections. And we have Liz Charbonneau, who is a manager at the Board of Elections in Delaware County. A fun little tidbit that I want our listeners to know is that um, the reason why they came in, too, is because one represents one political party and one represents another political party. But you'll never know. We're not telling. I'm not going to tell you. I actually don't even know myself. I love you both. (laughs) But the reason, tell us a little bit, maybe, Liz, about the reason why you do that and why that's so important to have both parties represented. In the Board of Elections, everything is done bipartisanly just to keep everything fair. So we each have our own, I would say, partner mm-hmm. at, back at the office. I would say Grace Fowler is my partner, and mm-hmm. we do most things together. So it is really nice to have that checks and balance and, and just know that you aren't, everything isn't on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. You have someone mm-hmm. who is always there to back you up, to point out little things that you may have overlooked. Um, it is, it's, it's really uh, unusual, but really cool. Yeah, Allie. Um, I am the poll worker supervisor, and my counterpart is a Molly Myers. I know! Oh. I love this spelled correctly, my friends. Molly, Molly was new, but she's staying back holding down the fort because we got a lot of poll workers calling in right now. But she You is just my tell her also. that Molly Myers Labady, who... The Labadee was added, and I almost fought that one. <laughs> she wants to meet her. We're new best friends. Okay. I'm pretty sure right. everything in our lives. Because it's exact spelling, too. It yeah. is. <laughs> She's fun, and I know that I love her already. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's very that's that's a really great point to illustrate. And the words that you said, Liz, were so important that it's checks and balances. It's mm-hmm. that so you know that your board of elections is uh, is safe, and if you feel affiliation to a certain party, your party is represented. Mm-hmm. It is not one-sided. It is meant for equal bipartisan representation. So the reason why we're talking about this today, why are we talking about elections in July, is maybe because something's coming up. (laughs) Yes, we have a special election coming up August 8th. Um, So I'm here to talk a little bit about poll workers, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, I love it. For an election uh, in Delaware County, just for a county, you do have to be a resident of Delaware County, Mm -hmm. a registered voter to be a poll worker. But we'll use about 950 for this election. Wow. When we get to maybe a presidential year, we might have used up to 1,100 poll workers. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. There's 47 locations. We have 170 precincts. 
And half of those, again, are from each different party. So Mm -hmm. half are Republicans, half are Democrats. Our locations are great. They don't talk about politics. Most people nope. there would never know what party somebody's from. Mm-hmm. And But we do need a lot of poll workers. We're always needing more. Mm-hmm. We're always wanting to get new people involved. We do have some people retiring. Um, it's a wonderful experience. If you hear things on Facebook or Pinterest or whatever, come and work at the polls. Yeah. You'll yeah. see Delaware County runs a very good election. You do. We mm-hmm. can't talk about any other county or any other state, but we know Delaware County um, does a wonderful job at their elections. And we have incredible poll workers. Mm-hmm. We have one that's 92 that's done it for 40 Aww. years. And we have a lot of younger people now coming in, yeah. which is nice to see that. And would I say, are you award-winning in your board of elections? Yes, yes. we are. I believe you are <laughs> award-winning. Thank you very much, Delaware County. Yeah. Delaware yes. County got the award after um, we were at a Secretary of State conference, and the award was Delaware County's Board of Election was the best steward for their voters yeah. in wonderful. the state and it's out of congratulations yeah, so and, uh, we, had the, we were considered the best board of elections in that year for that presidential it's out of 88 counties so we were all very proud of that um that Wonderful. is something yeah massively proud of but let me just jump in here poll workers you can make somewhere between 200 and 240 dollars it's a long day. Yep. You, make under- yeah, you yeah. make money? Yeah. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> I thought it was just yeah. my citizenly no. duty. <laughs> and we have paid training. Oh. Um, our training is up at the Board of Elections, which is uh, north of town, north okay. of Delaware okay. a little bit. We have 32 different classes, so there's always a class that can fit into mm-hmm. your schedule. Mm-hmm. There's a variety of different positions from uh, total responsibility of the location manager down to mm-hmm. different positions. Mm-hmm. So there's always a spot for everyone. We wow. don't turn people no. away. We can always find a job for people. So as I said, this time, give us a call. You can call the Board of Elections or you go yep. to our website and just say, I want to be a poll worker. And they'll make sure they put you in touch with uh, Molly or myself. Yeah. Check with your employers. Too. Yes. Some empl- uh, you might work at a place where you have election day off as a holiday. Yep. You might work at mm-hmm. a place where your um, your board has allowed you or your whoever your governing mm-hmm. council has allowed you to take that day to be a poll worker, to vote, mm-hmm. different things like that. So, yeah, check with your employer. And I have to say, personal experience, not working for them, my mom was a poll worker for almost her entire, up until she moved here to Worthington a year and a half ago. She was a poll manager. She she mm-hmm. did every role in that. She went from the transition from paper to electronic yeah. to iPads. I got yes. a lot of calls the year she had yes. iPads on, you know, <laughs> the basic technology. Yes. Um, but she loved it. The people she met, you get to see your neighbors. There's nothing like that. And if you are a social person who just wants a day to feel good mm-hmm. about seeing people that all feel good about showing up to vote. Yeah. What an experience. She loved it. Well, yes, most people see when they go to the polls, the average age is a little bit older. But some mm-hmm. of those people have, as you say, a network. They want yes. to be at the same table with the same people. They're going to bring yep. the same crock pot that they brought in for 20 years. Yep. Um, but they know their stuff. Right. Yes. Yeah. I and mean, they have such experience. And considering they've gone from paper to different yes. things, now we're doing um, the poll pads, yes. the iPads. Uh, we have incredible poll workers, and we're starting to get some newer ones in. Yep. But, you know, the, the older ones really have that knowledge that they need they to be able do. to pass on. Um, yeah. So we really would appreciate if anybody would call. Yes. We could yep. find a spot for you to work at this election. And then next couple of elections, we're going to have some big ones. We'll even be using more poll workers. So Wonderful. Just Wonderful. Call the Board of Elections and we'll put you to work. Well, perfect, Love it. perfect opportunity to shift gears. We are talking about the August 8th election. Yes. And so what if you if you aren't going to be able to work the polls, how are you going to be able to vote at the polls? You have to do a couple steps to make sure that you're able to vote. 
Well, I would recommend right now checking on your voter registration. The deadline coming up for the August 8th special election will be July the 10th. Okay. So you have to have everything updated. Um, You can go online to do that. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. had our website, Mm vote.delawarecountyohio.gov. You can also call us at the Board of Elections, and we can check on that for you. But just make sure that your addresses are updated. Your name is changed um, if you've recently turned 18. Mm-hmm. So that's the first step. That could be really then, cool, too, for somebody who just turned 18. Yes. It could be your first voting opportunity. Um, I don't think they were supposed to. There is a picture of me voting for the very first time. It was such a big deal in my family, and it should not have happened. And I do yell at my mom about this now. <laughs> this but it illegal. was, and I didn't actually have my ballot in front of me. I was just standing in the booth. I promise there was no ballot involved. <laughs> but my family was so excited. It was such a big deal. That I got to vote and I was the last of my sisters and there was so much pride in that experience that enjoy yeah. yourselves. Well, and one of the reasons why, you know, why are we talking about this on the library show? Because we mm-hmm. have resources in the library, too. We are actually, per Ohio Revised Code, um, we are required to provide our citizens with the opportunity to fill out their absentee mm-hmm. ballot, fill out their voter registration form. And we have a designee in the library who will actually take those paper forms Mm -hmm. if you fill them out in the library, and they will deliver them to the Board of Elections. So we're partners in this. And with our new branch, we are making sure that we we have brought them into this process as well. So we're ready at all branches on making sure it runs smoothly yet again. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. July 11th or July 10th, make sure everything's up to date. July 10th is the deadline. And now there are three ways to vote in Delaware County. You can vote by absentee mail, mailing in a paper application, Mm -hmm. which you can also get on our website, and you just uh, simply fill that in. You can send that in already, and we will mail you a ballot beginning July 11th. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can vote in-person absentee at our Board of Elections office. Mm -hmm. We will start That's what some people call early voting. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It will start on July 11th also. The hours are, in general, 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. We do add more hours the last week of, of in-person early voting. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you can vote on Election Day. Yes. And that will be August the 8th. The polls open at 6.30 a.m. They close at 7.30 p.m. And do bring voter ID. Mm-hmm. It is required. Mm-hmm. Um, we recently started taking passports. Okay. So That's you great. simply state your current name, your current mm-hmm. address, and you can show your photo I- valid photo ID. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, we've got about a minute left. So what other information do you need to impart? Molly and Nicole, mm-hmm. uh, does the library give you a day off for community service? And you, would you like to work the polls? <laughs> they don't, or I would love to. <laughs> I, I have considered honestly taking a vacation day to yeah. come and to be a poll worker. Um, but that's 6.30 a.m. start. Whew, that's an early one. Well, yeah. actually, you have to be there at like 5.30. 5 <laughs> yeah. I remember my mom. I remember the experience. But it is on my, as soon as I retire, it is one of the first things I plan to do. And mine is yeah. when my children are independent. And then it's one of yes. the things I'm going to do. <laughs> it is a long day for the poll workers. Yeah. But yes. you can see that's why they're so dedicated that they're, yes. they're yeah. determined to do it. I appreciate so. having you guys both here so much today talking about this very important upcoming election. 
Um, again, August 8th, if you have any inform- if you have any questions, vote.delawarecountyohio.gov. You can also find lots of information, delawarelibrary.org slash vote. So we hope that you um, have enjoyed this and learned something. And um, we're right at our time. So we're going to go ahead and say um, in a week from tomorrow, come to Jeff Zentner. He will be at the Liberty mm-hmm. Branch Library at 2 p.m. for a free presentation. And don't forget, the library closes early on Monday, July 5th. We're mm-hmm. going to close at 5 o'clock that day. Third. And we, third. Monday, July 3rd. Math. <laughs> coffee. Coffee gauge. Bring me coffee. Um, on the 3rd. And then we are closed the entire day on, on the, the 4th, 4th of yeah. July. We'll see you in the parades at Orange Township and Ostrander. And until next week, we will see you in the stacks.